<laughs> yeah, we in here live. You already know it's your boy Joe back at it again, man. Live from the bedroom, man. Who does this, man? <laughs> live. <laughs> man, I got family out here, but we live for the first time in the Coding Face podcast, man. This is going to be live for YouTube, and at the same time, I'm going to get this out all over the world, iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. um, the whole shebang, man. Everything live. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm Coding Face, aka Joe, aka I do this, aka your boy, aka oh god damn it, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So everybody, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, real quick, hey, you too. I'm so sorry. I gotta go. Um, That's Chris Sean, by the way. That's Chris Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get right. my blood drawn. So I'll see you guys later. I'll be back. All right. See you in a little bit. All right. So everybody, introduce yourself. I'll go first. Uh, so my name is Dave. Um, I'm from Calgary in Canada. Uh, spent time between there, a bit of time in Seattle. Um, yeah, I am a, uh, by trade, I am a geologist, I guess, but I want to get out of it. <laughs> I want to get into coding. I want to, you know, make stuff, right? I, I want a, a job that isn't dying off because everybody knows that oil is not going to be around forever. Um, and that's, you know, where I'm sort of stuck right now and I want to get out of it. So yeah, that's why I'm here. Great. Who's next? There's only two more people left. Come on. <laughs> Flip a coin. All right. All right. Uh, I'm Jesus Hernandez from South Texas. Texas. And, and kind of like the, kind of like David, um, I was a truck driver for a while, for about four or five years, and man, I just dead in. I just didn't really like it a lot. Um, I have a bachelor's in music, surprisingly, uh, but I can't really do much with it. So um, I started truck driving and provide for my family and stuff like that. And while I was on the road, I was like, man, I got to get a different career. I looked into to engineering, and then I just stumbled upon uh, programming uh, through uh, – the youtube and i was like wow and then i got interested i've been doing it for about eight maybe nine months um and yeah i just i love it man i just i like to create stuff and i just i'm here you know yeah yeah we got the squad yeah <laughs> all right we got miss a go ahead yeah what's up my name is alicia i'm in the baltimore area i've been editing and creating websites from scratch since 2008 but um i'm self-taught I have on-the-job hands experience. Um, I've done everything from state government, city government, and nonprofits. But I feel like learning programming, JavaScript, really takes time to learn it, you know, foundation from scratch. Because um, being self-taught, you know, I learned how to edit and build websites and then, you know, incorporate Bootstrap. And then, you know, you have jQuery plugins and you have these different library tools, but you know how to write it. So that's where I am in digging deep back into foundation because I had exposure to like really high level advanced projects. So I'm like, you know what? I want to learn how to write this. And so, you know, I want to learn how to write it more efficiently, you know, and just know the ins and outs so that when you have to debug, you know what you're talking about. So I'm being a nerd right now. I'm studying uh, the secret JavaScript, secret of JavaScript Ninja. Like I'm reading books. I'm checking this guy out on YouTube. I'm learning everything and he keeps it real. And I look forward to learning more. And I know I'm long with it. That is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Nice. Oh, we got a crazy panel right now. We got <laughs> right now. I'm hyped right now. I'm about to stand. Yeah. Okay, man. So we in here. So we got basically, this is the questions, guys, because we're going to go straight to it. We're not going to play no games. We're here to basically get down and dirty, all right? So mm. what made you become interested in programming? Mm. I'm going to start with myself, what happened to me. Basically, I was a little kid. I like Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, you know what, man? I want to make a website. And that was back in 2000, 2001. I was like junior in high school. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to just learn how to make websites. Just like Alicia was saying, I didn't even learn how to make a website. I learned how to edit websites. So what I used to do was just copy people's website, go to the, the view source, and actually just copy it. That was all that I knew how to how to do. So... Yeah, and then fast forward, 
I became an IT person because back then people would say, oh, a graphic designer or, you know, doing websites don't pay. Little did they know, freaking, you know, you got Facebook and shit like that. And it's like, hey, people making millions. Now I'm over here in a bullshit job that I hate fixing people's printers. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, man? I got to leave this thing alone. And here I am. I'm here, you know, four years later, uh, became a, a full-time web developer. I was just a front-end guide. And then now I'm full stack. I know everything from the front to the back. Oh, bang. So, yeah. And then now it's your turn. Uh, what made you guys become a, a web developer or a programmer? What got you interested? I started, um, I started taking HTML and CSS classes in high school. And I graduated from high school in 04. You're only my age. Anyways, but <laughs> I remember LL, internet, you know, when you, you know, the dial up and you had to get off the phone because only one person can be on the internet or the phone. Been into computers and technology. So, um, and in college, we had to take web classes. But I still didn't know Jack Doodle Squat. And this is all way before Bootstrap became a thing when you had like a 768 pixel container, a wrapper, and your layout was in the center of the web page and you thought you was doing something, you know? <laughs> so the way I learned was so hard knocks because I didn't uh, get a CS degree directly in it. I had experience. Was like, you know, like you were saying, I would go to different websites, I would open up Notepad, literally and look at what they would do and I would code it from scratch, just basic, you know, HTML and then I had to learn CSS and um, the 2008 recession was so bad, like I had to relocate. I had friends uh, who had master degrees working two jobs, staying at home with their parents. That's how bad it was from 2008, 2010. Hmm. So um, being a new grad and nobody wanted to hire you, you know, newbie, but like nobody wanted to hire, like how am I supposed to get experience if you want to hire me? So anyways, on the job, I had to wear different hats. So that's how I got into web. They're like, I need you to edit my website, edit the website in Dreamweaver. So I had to learn the HTML and the CSS. And it was like a good transition from editing and managing websites into actually building my own from scratch on the side. So that's how I got into programming. And then um, it just gets cooler and cooler. And you know, when you look at JavaScript, it's always advancing from ES5 and ES6, ES7. So it's really about staying on your grind and updated on uh, technology with all the different languages and best practices. Nice. And uh, go ahead, who's next? Yeah, I'll go next. So what got me interested in programming um, originally was uh, Doom. <laughs> Play, <laughs> playing Doom on my yeah, uncle's Doom. Uh, 486 computer as a kid. And uh, you know, I wanted to know how to how to make that sort of thing, right? Um, so you know, I save up uh, my allowance and I buy a a book called uh, like Secrets of the Doom Gurus or something like that. Right. And so I, you know, I, I'm flipping through it. I don't understand a thing. It's you know, it's making models, it's making maps, that sort of thing. Um, and I'm like. I want to say like, I don't know, 11, 12 at this point. This is like way above my head, right? So, you know, I sort of put that aside for a little while. And then I start picking up, um, you know, HTML uh, in, in like junior high, I think. And uh, so, you know, those are back in the days when if you knew frames, like you were like king of the geeks in school. <laughs> <laughs> So, so then, you know, I would do the same thing as you guys, like copy and paste into Notepad, um, you know, then copy and paste that into the source, into like a stolen copy of Dreamweaver that I found online, <laughs> full of viruses, right? Um, I mean, my parents, poor computer, like, had to format that thing for them so many times because of just me screwing around online. But anyway, um, so I end up, uh, you know, going through my 20s, just sort of like splashing around with HTML and CSS a bit, not totally understanding exactly like how CSS really works, whatever. And, um, you know, I make a few websites for a few different things, um, just really basic stuff. Uh, so while I'm in university in my mid-20s uh, for, for geology, I take a uh, 
intro to CS course, uh, just learn basic syntax for C++, right? And, you know, it sort of kind of clicks with me, and I, you know, sort of figure it out quicker than, you know, some of the people around me, right? So I think, hey, this is, this is pretty cool. So I finished my degree or whatever. Um, and yeah, so 2008 happens, and what was happening before that was everybody uh, who was instructing the courses or the TAs that sort of are saying to us, you know, you're gonna get out of school and you're gonna get uh, offers for like 90K, like right out of school for your geology degree. Everybody's like super stoked on this, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, 2008 hits, people are like, well, you know, you're probably going to have to go out and, you know, work as a well site geologist for like a year or two while things pick back up or whatever. So I graduated in 2012, um, sort of stumble into a well site geology job. Um, and then the, like the oil crash happens like in was that 2014. So what went from like being decent money, actually really good money, um, to like okay money. Um, was so sorry, I lost my train of thought there. So, anyway, my, I, I lose a bunch of work basically. You know, yeah. I'm self employed, not working a ton. Um, and then you know, I start looking at uh, you know, articles saying, you know, you can actually get into, into coding now, you don't need a degree in CS anymore. You know, if, if you know, you know, if you know your stuff and you can speak the language and you know, interact with the people around you you can get an entry level job, you know, coding, right? So I look into uh, Udacity, um, I do their front end uh, nano degree thing. You know, I just rush through it as quick as I can because I don't want to spend the money, you know, for their monthly fees or whatever. Um, and then from there I started, you know, just working more and more with, uh, with JavaScript. And now I'm starting to work with the back end with uh, Node.js and I'm getting interested in programming Alexa skills because, I mean, you can use JavaScript for that now, which is pretty dope. And that's sort of where I'm at now. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Right. So now we got uh, Jesus. All right. Um, to be honest, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't understand why I didn't stumble upon this earlier, like, when I was younger. Um, I was really into music a lot, and... Uh, as far as I, the far as as far as I could think back, like MySpace was the only only like thing where they had like yeah you remember that they had like HTML and stuff like that, and I was and at first I was like I don't want a MySpace page you know what I mean and then uh, my bandmate he's like I made you a MySpace page I said what all right so I was like if you made me a MySpace page I'm gonna go ahead and do this thing you know what I mean so I I I looked up HTML, how to figure out like codes, and I and I made a and I fixed up my MySpace page, and then there were uh, a lot of people were like, "Dude, who who did your MySpace?" I'm like, "I did it," <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's kind of like my first like really interest in it, but that was like years ago, man, 2006, 2007, someone like that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like like I said, when I stumbled upon it, like it, it just it just clicked. I was like, "Whoa," you know, how come I didn't figure out about this earlier when I was a kid? You know what I mean? Cause I, because I have so much interest in it, you know, I'm very creative. I'm a creative person. I'm a musician. And it's like, like, and I've been playing guitar for years, man, like, like 10, 12, maybe 15 years. And upon learning HTML, CSS and JavaScript, like I have to think back how, how hard it was or how uh, challenging it was for me at the beginning of learning guitar. Same thing with HTML, CSS and JavaScript. It's like, you know, you're starting from the beginning, you started from the bottom. You, you, you got to figure stuff out. You know what I mean? You got to learn it. And I'm really proud. I'm really proud and happy for myself right now because I, I'm just I'm moving forward with it. You know what I mean? I'm moving forward, and it's like I'm not I'm not discouraged by any little thing. You know what I mean? It's it's I'm moving forward. Like JavaScript, I mean, I'm getting a better grasp of it, and I'm learning how to use like APIs and HTTP yeah. HTTP requests and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean? I got it. You know? And and surprisingly, the one of the things that helped me learn JavaScript was I took a, a course in the community college here in town and it was like 400 bucks or something like that. And I look, I had the money at the time and we were learning C++ and C++, the book we were learning from was uh, by Tony Gaddis. And man, that thing helped me grasp JavaScript. Like, like, man, it was, it was, it was just so profound how I can transfer concepts from C++ into JavaScript. And uh, sorry, I'm just 
just get excited about talking about it. So no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's why we hear, you know, sometimes one of the best things about uh, being a, a web developer is the cool people that you find, you know, because it's not just like, oh, you know, it's like, I don't know how to say it. You know how in high school it's like, you know, there's so many different type of peoples, right? And then there's like, you know, there's the kids who like whatever, they're Pokemon and the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There's the kid who, who likes, it, you know, basketball. There's a girl that's all about herself and wants to, you know, make up and, you know, with her other friends and gossip and this and that. But, like, everybody has their own personality. But the end of the day, is like web development and programming brings everybody together. So it's like that's the best part about it because it always just, like, I find myself being friends with people that, I, if it wasn't because of web development, I wouldn't bump into them because we live in different different worlds. I, I know like somebody who 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 basically he does like a lot of a lot of rock and and like you know he's like real emo. And I'm like, I wouldn't bump into him if we didn't have you know um, web development in common. But then once we get to talk to each other and get to know each other, we're like, oh shit, we got so many things that in common like we both watch narcos like you know what i mean like it doesn't matter where you're from or or what's your background it always brings people together you know and um but yeah chris sean you here man you let me see if my boy's still here i can't hear nothing nah no audio from you <laughs> there you go he knows he knows what to do but <laughs> all right so let me see how about now yeah i hear you now there you go so can you tell the guys basically what what gave you your first interest in becoming a, a web developer uh when uh, i watched this youtube video where they said you don't have to be smart to learn code and i was like that's me yeah <laughs> i realized you don't have to be smart you know um and i realized and i'll go ahead and try it and that's it. That, that's Everyone thinks you have to be intelligent, and you don't. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not the smartest guy. Coding Face isn't the smartest guy. We're the most good-looking guys. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we love to have fun, man. It's the squad right here. It's family right now. Yeah. But, yeah, man, Um. so let's go to the next question. We're going to start it with you, Christian, because – you haven't been here um, for the last one that much. So basically, what has been the most difficult thing in programming for you? Basically, your biggest challenge. Dang, man. Everything? or uh, Well, the most difficult thing for me when it comes to programming is just finding the time to actually learn. Um, I thought CSS is not a programming language. jQuery is not a necessarily a programming language. JavaScript is the closest thing to get to it. But once you start learning PHP and MySQL, everything's really similar and you can learn everything quickly, you know? So uh, for me, the hardest thing about programming is just finding the time and dedicating the time now with my schedule. But man, what's hard? I don't know. There has to be something. There has to be something. Something that you was like, oh man, goddamn promises, goddamn all, whatever it is, you know? Like there's always one thing that, you know, okay, everybody don't has something. The hardest thing are just the clients. That's it. I mean, clients. Yeah, that's it. That's the. It's because when the client doesn't know what they want, and you're trying to de decipher what they want, and you create thinking you think what you know what they want, and then right when you show it to them, they tell you that's not what they want, and now you have to spend another twelve hours to design exactly what they want. And that, that's the hardest thing about programming for me personally. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> cool. 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 All right, so we're going to go to the next guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's start with uh, Miss A. Let's get you in here. Hey. What was the hardest thing for you in, as far as programming that you find yourself like having trouble or, or issue with? Um, I'm going to bounce off what he said because I was going to say that earlier. Um, even though the syntax is different, some of the terminology is the same when you do PHP and JavaScript, like they're loops and then, you know, there's different um, things that are similar. Um, I used to, uh, I'm still doing it, like freelance on the side, like WordPress custom themes. And you run into that client, they're like, at first they're like, 
will be so great to work with, but then they don't know what they want and then they prolong it. And there's a bunch of back and forth. So I agree with what you said about trying to like communicate what the client wants, but also, um, again, when you're solo on the School of Hard Knots, uh, debugging. So when you make your own like WordPress themes and you're working with your own code and try to edit it in a way to where the client can edit it because you're building everything from scratch, you know, with your MAMP server and stuff like that is debugging on your own. And that's why I love the web developer community because you have someone that's just like a veteran. They can help you and you learn as you debug. So those two things. Yeah. I'm going to say this um, before I go to the next person. Um, I think it's very important for people to work in a team. Uh, you, I get a lot of questions where people are asking me like, hey, how can I learn to be a freelancer and learn on my own? And I'm like, you could do it, but you're going to have a harder time than somebody who was actually working with a team because it's like everybody bumps into, you know, little things like, you know, problems down the road, right? Especially when you're learning how to code. And then something that's going to take you three, four hours to basically figure it out that it was just a little semi-colon at the end that you forgot, another developer who's actually on a senior level or mid-level could come in and be like, oh, yeah, you missed this little thing here. And then that's it. You move on to the next thing. But when you're learning at home by yourself, it's harder in that sense. you know. But at the same time, you just have to keep the same dedication, just keep moving forward, because at one point you're going to get it. But I do tell people, hey, if you have the chance, instead of doing freelance work as your first job, try going to a, a office job or an e-commerce website. Um, apply to a company first for your first six months so you could get just the, the feel of it and, and know exactly you know the industry standards and everything that you need to follow. And then from there, just go ahead, start applying online or freelance jobs or Odesk, whatever you guys want to do. But yeah, so let's continue with the next person. So let's go to David. All right. All right, cool. So yeah, most difficult thing for programming for me. Um, that's been trying to not feel overwhelmed when I have, you know, either like a project in front of me or like an idea where, you know, if you say, hey, you know, make this, and you just get sort of get stuck there thinking, Okay, that's a that's a pretty you know decent project. I I don't know if I can do that, right? Um, and then overcoming that, I've just sort of figured, okay, how can I break this up into smaller parts? And then the smaller parts end up being easier, right? But there's always that that moment at the very start of things where it's like, okay, what do I do, right? And Overcoming that has probably been the hardest part for me um, because, you know, syntax, uh, you know, ends up sort of making sense after a while. Um, the different uh, different tools that you use, you know, if they're documented well, which, you know, for the most part with, uh, with popular um, modules on NPM, that sort of thing, most of it's really well documented. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I think that covers it for me, just feeling overwhelmed and uh, making sure that I, you know, have some sort of plan in place to break things down. Cool. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that, you know, so, but yeah, let's jump into Jesus. Let me see. Hold on. Put you live. Live. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, sh the most difficult thing, uh, the most difficult thing at first was JavaScript. Um, just, uh, I guess like a for loop was kind of weird for me. I was like, what is this? You know, like I said, when I took that, that course at, at the community college, it helped me out a lot, like programming fundamentals and stuff like that. And just learning how, a learning how like a computer works, you know what I mean? That helps me with programming too. Um, but I guess like the, the difficult thing for me is to, to ask for help, um, I'm always like want to do it, like figure it out on my own, you know, and I'm always just kind of like, you know what I mean, I guess I'm, I get prideful at times. Like I don't want to ask for help. I want to figure it out on my own. So I say that that's like my, my difficulty with it, you know, but it, but it's cool because when I do ask for help, like I go on Gitter 
and I ask for help and people are like, some people are just willing to help, you know what I mean? And it's cool. And some people aren't willing to help. You just got to find the ones, you know, to find the ones that are and stuff like that. But I mean, that's everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. Cool, cool, cool. So, all right. So we got the, the two questions, right? Um, basically, Chris Sean is, is about to leave. Uh, he going to go meet up with a, a client. My boy's out here getting that money. That guala. <laughs> make it. Make it rain on them. Woo. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, Chris Sean, uh, if you can't say bye to, to the peoples, man, they watching you. You already know. <laughs> Chris Sean, no audio. No audio for Chris Sean. <laughs> God damn it! Can They're I sabotaging the channel? <laughs> Can All I right. make my point? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear. Um, earlier when I was talking about like WordPress custom things and freelancing, um, oh there he is. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Right. Okay. Bye, bye everyone. <laughs> See you later, son. He popped up like a ninja. He came back. <laughs> Here. Take off. All um, right. Uh, what I was saying about learning, like debugging and issues and stuff. Uh, what I would do is go to stuff and post things for like questions, and then um, there's this website called Code Mentor, and there are people that are like full stack developers and like. You know, they're in Russia, they're in all over different countries, and they're like pro, and they've helped me through fires. And I've learned from them as I debug, because like you were saying, it's not good to try to debug, you know, as you're learning by yourself, because you'll never learn it correctly. So when someone's correcting you work, you learn as you go. So I just want to say that. Yeah, no, that's, that's nice. Um, I'm going to say basically, so right now, we go into the third part of the, the show. The third part is pretty much you guys could come up with a topic, a question. Each one of you guys is going to have one. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, either a topic or basically a subject, whatever you guys want to come up with. All right? So who wants to start? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I want to talk about um, the popularity of full-time remote positions for web designer and web developers. Um, basically, the transition from an office 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. to the freedom autonomy of a remote position. Like, you know, um, we work remote. There's like a bunch of websites where even something like GitHub or Will, really big names, they're hiring full-time remote positions, salary, um, what do you think the transition would be um, like to jump ship from their traditional office comfort zone to traveling the world and still getting paid? And, you know, what kind of portfolio, like what kind of experience do you need to score that? Because I've read some amazing articles of people that are digital nomads. I'm like, oh, it's a dream. And like, I've worked remote sometimes and the weather's bad for some of my jobs, but right now I commute like two hours a day because the traffic is a beast. An hour there, an hour back, sometimes two and a half hours a day, and I just like wanted like snap because of the rain. And I'm like reading about these digital nomads like getting jealous. And so what do you think, what kind of skill set, qualifications, and portfolio you think you could score something like that? That seems like a dream. Yeah, I think for, my, for me too. I mean, it's the dream I think for every developer out here. Um, I think we all want to be at some point remote. Even the guys that working full time at a company, I know guys who work at, at freaking Twitter, and they tell me I can't wait until I go, you know, remote because and Twitter is a huge company. It's not super; they're not making a lot of profit right now, but it's a, a legit company. Everybody that works there is like, you know, very respected in the industry. And if guys there, they want to leave, like, you know, everybody wants to get out of being in front of a. A computer in, in, in the office because in reality what we do we don't need to be inside of an office we could do this from anywhere in the world right now the thing about it is that a lot of people don't tell people from you know on the internet about you know becoming uh, 
digital nomad is a lot of times this is something that you have to plan it out meaning you have to be ready to know like hey i'm not this is gonna be months that i'm not gonna get a client there's gonna be months that things is gonna be bad so you gotta have a a, a type of savings or some type of income that's coming in a lot of the people's that show like videos on youtube is people that I call mommy and daddy kids where pretty much they have money yeah but it's from coming from a trust fund it's not really like money that you know they're getting from themselves where it's like it's a difference between me and you and those other guys like if me and you don't make money at the end of the month nobody's gonna come in like hey honey here's a thousand dollars to for you over there in Thailand nobody's gonna send us that you know what I mean like we need to basically make our own money and that's where it's like at the same time it's like it's a dream and then not the reality like yeah you can make money working remotely but you also have to understand you have to be the best of the best this is not just like you're gonna work at like let's say i've seen um things for what is this company i forgot but mtv right there was a job that was remote for mtv but what they're looking for somebody who has seven years seven to ten years of experience right meaning that it's somebody who's been on the on the industry for a long time and pretty much like they give you a project and they could trust you companies don't want to hire people remotely unless they could really trust them that they're gonna basically do the project because you know how many times we've hired like in my company we've hired so many guys from uh freaking india that we hire them remotely and then they give us shitty code or they basically they say hey i did four hours to basically edit one little part of a menu like you know like people's trying to you know get over on companies so what they do is if they're gonna pay you a full-time salary then work remote you have to be the best of the best meaning you gotta do things like this like come out on shows on online uh, be part of the open source have a project online where people be like they recognize your face and somebody could recommend you and be like oh yeah i've seen alicia at this show codingface.com and she's actually you know pretty legit somebody that's doing her her thing on basically in the industry and you got to have a resume you got to have a resume and a portfolio that basically shows that any company could trust you with just giving you a project and work on your own that's the only thing that i will say about it i know it was a long a long thing but that's what i that's my two cents in it all right all right hold on let me see so what do you guys think about that about working remotely yeah um i have a a, a thing to add to that really um you know for for somebody about like myself uh, who's you know looking for something you know junior basically right first coding job um, or I guess somebody with you know less than a couple of years of experience in the industry um, it seems like it's not such a great idea to, to go remote even if you do get offered something where you know you get you know full-time salary remote position um, because then you know you're not getting that in-person uh, like mentorship sort of thing that you would in an office from a more senior dev right if you're just meeting up on Skype or uh, slack for like an hour a day right you don't get that same sort of interaction where you know um, I don't know what to call it passive learning or something like that just being around people who are more experienced than you in like a full-time sort of setting and sort of um, I guess learning through osmosis or, or whatever right uh, so that's sort of what I was thinking about that because I've seen a few jobs here and there on like who is hiring IO or something like that, uh, where it's, you know, junior front end web developer, uh, remote position salary. Right. And I think I was thinking, Hey, you know, that'd be pretty, pretty dope to apply for. I could, you know, if I get that job, move out to like, uh, move up to the mountains somewhere like ski, um, you know, every second day or whatever. Right. So anyway, um, that's sort of my opinion on it. Cool. How about you, Jose? What you think about it? Man, uh, I mean, I think that some, at times remote can be cool because you're, I mean, you're at home a lot and you're not really at an office or, or whatnot. You know what I mean? 
I mean, it's got, and, and at the same time too, like like David was saying, or what I took what I took from what he was saying is like, you get experience with other developers. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, and I think that that's important, especially if we're juniors. You know what I mean? We gotta, we have to take as much wisdom as you can from those that that know stuff. You know. And if they ask for seven years, there's a reason why, you know, because you've already got that experience, you know, and if if you like going remote, then they create those jobs for you. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, because they want they want good product, you know, and they, they know that, you know, your stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree. I think for uh, Miss A, since she has some experience already, uh, it's working as a developer for a while. I think for her, it would be good you know, to work uh, remotely if she could find a job. Yeah. Now, I think it would be great, you know, because at the same time, it's like, you know, it's all about just, like, applying for it, right? So there's times that we think, even if they say seven years, guys, just apply for it. They might, you might just pretty much, you smile at the wrong, like, the right person, and then they just like, you know what? We like that girl's attitude. Give her, a, you know, give her a little interview. Let's see what she says. Let's see what projects he's got, you know, and a lot of times that's how it is. Sometimes a little bit of luck, it goes a long way. You know what I mean? Wow. But, um, yeah, like remote work is like, is legit. If you could find it, I would advise people who are brand new developers and they've never worked before. Don't try to do it. But if you already been working for a few years and you already got your hands in it, start, mm -hmm. you know, do remote work only if you have any type of experience your first job should be working with somebody else or on like having somebody above you where will tell you like hey i like this thing i don't like this thing change this because sometimes we have something like we like a page we create something we're like oh yeah this looks great but then it's like neon colors and then the person comes in is like what the hell is this i don't like it like you know what i mean so that's what i'm saying so let's say uh Let's go with David, man. Let me see what David got. What topic you got, David? Oh, man. Uh, put me on the spot here. Let me think really quickly. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I'm pretty sure you did a video on this, uh, but how does somebody like myself or somebody like Jesus know, uh, you know when's the appropriate time to actually start applying for stuff, right? Because my concern is I start applying for jobs, like even like junior dev jobs, um, they pull me in for an interview and they start asking me about like red black trees and I'm like uh, it's a data structure and you know I end up looking stupid they think I'm stupid and you know six months down the line when I'm actually ready for 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 a job they're not gonna be calling me back I'm thinking so what do you think about that man? well I'm gonna say this basically when I got hired I had to go to three i think i got hired on my fourth uh basically interview i didn't get hired on my first interview there's people that have that thing where it's like you know you you smile like i said you smile at the right person and they liked you and they're like oh that's it let's hire him i didn't have that i didn't i didn't go in and get my first job like that especially because i went to the big boys like i started i didn't go to like you know johnny's deli and applied to Johnny's Deli. Like I went to the like straight to the top. Like I remember uh, jobs that I started applying for uh, at that time. Tumblr. Uh, I had applied to uh, this other company, uh, Time Warner. Uh, I applied a, a whole bunch of companies, right? And then I was like, when I went to the interviews, I learned from every single one. You cannot be scared to go in and make a fool out of yourself. Because look, when I went in, I remember, I'll never forget this. Somebody asked me, they were talking about jQuery, right? And they asked me, what's a method? And I was like, what? I don't know if you guys know, a method is just pretty much a function, right? So I was just stuck. I was like, uh, I don't know how to answer that, right? And then they asked me about something uh, called CSS, a specific, I think it's specificity, specificity, some shit like that, right? And I know what it is, but at that time, I didn't know how to explain it, how to basically uh, tell the person what the hell, um, what it was. And I was just like, oh man, I don't know how to explain this thing. And they gave me a whiteboard. They're like, hey, here's a whiteboard. 
just pretty much just go ahead, write the code. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't know how to explain things, well, you know, verbally. Me personally, I'm not a good speaker. I just, you know, I just come in here and be like, hey, you know, but <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a good speaker. I stutter, I freaking repeat myself. I know what's my, my, you know, my strengths and my weaknesses. You know what I mean? But I keep pushing forward. So they come and they tell me, hey, do it on the board. And then I was like, man, I don't know what the hell CSS specificity, what the hell is that? I don't even know what the hell, how to do this shit. So what happened? They was like, you know what, man? Uh, don't worry about it. What's important is that, you know, you came in. We we liked you. And then they didn't call me back because I didn't know anything, right? But what did I do? The first thing I did when I got home, I looked at what the hell that shit was and how to explain it. And also, too, what the hell was the method? It sounds so stupid. A method is just a freaking, it's just a function. It's just a function in, in basically in object-oriented programming. And then, you know, like when you don't, like let's say an example, like, you know, when you do uh, in jQuery, you do dollar sign, uh, freaking parentheses, and then you put in the class, right? And then you do a dot, whatever. That's a method. When you put the dot, that's a method. That's you running a function. That's what the method is. And I'm like, I do this all the time, but I don't know what's the, you know, what's the word for it. Because I'm self-taught, you know. I, there was no school. There was no boot camps when I when I started. It was just more like, hey man, like you want a website? I'll build it for you. That's all I knew. I didn't know the freaking terminologies or or anything like that. And I got all of that from going to interviews and getting rejected and going to places, getting to places late. I remember I'm, I'm walking into Tumblr. I'm like, oh man, like you know. First of all, I went in there with like, with like a suit and like the whole shebang. Went in there with, with a suit, and every everybody's in there with like, you know, uh, lumberjack shirts, uh, you know, freaking lumberjack shirts, uh, freaking skinny jeans, looking super hipsters. And I'm like over here with a suit, which that's another thing too that I should make a video about. Like you gotta know how to dress for different companies. You can't show up in a company that's not like super enterprise, you can't show up looking like you're like a, a square, you know, with a tie. Because people's gonna look at you like, he's not good for the culture of the company. You know what I mean? There's certain per like certain ways that you wanna make yourself feel like, you want them to feel like, hey, this person could fit in right away here. You know what I mean? So yeah, I went in there looking like a square, and then on top of that, I got there 15 minutes late. Like, that was a no-no. So I learned from that. You know what I mean? So why, why do I give this long story? It's basically to tell you guys, like, just apply, show up. Who cares if they don't give you the job? You know what I mean? Who cares? Because what they're going to do is they're going to give you knowledge of what people are actually looking for in your area. That's what's really important. Because the problem with a lot of people who just start becoming uh, web developers and programmers is that they almost everybody that I know codes or have coded something in their house, but they never took it outside of their house. They never went to a job interview. They never went to a, a meetup. They never went to anywhere. They didn't even go to a chat room. Like, you know, it's like they don't go nowhere. They don't tell nobody, like, hey, I'm a programmer here. So all you have to do is just show up. Who cares if they reject you? And that's it, man. Trust me. The second one, third one, you're going to get the job. It's all about that. It's just about knowing exactly what they want and having the, you know, just the general skills. Because one thing, too, is that every job is going to have different things. So they're going to tell you, hey, we want a JavaScript. We Like, you see how you look at the um, job descriptions. There's going to be, like, 30 fucking different languages. There's like JavaScript, Ruby, uh, Golang, freaking Node.js, CSS, HTML. Like every single language is there. But do they need all of that? No. What they care about is that you know how to program in at least one of them. Because once you know how to program in one of them, the other ones should be easier for you to learn at the job. So instead of you learning how to program 
in Ruby and then learning how to program in JavaScript and then learning how to program in PHP, how about you go to the job, you get paid while you learn? You know what I mean? Like you get paid while you learn at their job, at their expense. You know what I mean? Just go and apply. Trust me. I've been through this whole thing. I've gone to like companies that you wouldn't even think of. And you were like, man, like I, I know somebody who told me this one time, like, man, I don't even know how the hell they hire you. And I'm like, how the hell they hire me? I know what the fuck I'm doing. And I just showed up. Like, it's that simple. Like, I could just go to a company and be like, okay, this is what you guys want. I read it. I'll be like, okay, I have an example for every single thing that any company could throw at me. Meaning, hey, is it an uh, e-commerce website? Yeah, I got e-commerce websites that I've built. Is it, uh, you know, an edgy, trendy digital design company? Yeah, I got a whole bunch of trendy shit with a whole bunch of animations and you know, every single type of JavaScript that you could think of. I have that there, you know? So that's how you got to think about it. Every single company is totally different, but all you got to do is just show up and man, and just get that money, man. Because it's like right now, I feel like there's people that, you know, they tell me, hey, why are you always talking about money? Because I want people to actually want to do this. There's people who be like, oh, I want to become a doctor. Man, the doctor is fucking boring. Become a fucking developer, man. Like, you could make in 10 years, like, the same money that a, a doctor makes. And something fun without having to fucking wipe people's asses all day. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> all right. So, let me see. Let me go to the next person. So, Jesus, what do you want to talk about? What we got? Uh, man, I, I don't have anything in mind right now. But, like, okay, in my town, there's, there's a couple... There's really not that many developer places to work at. What time? Is it uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, Selena. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a handful of people. I actually had, surprisingly, I had one interview with a company here. And uh, just, just like you, man, I went with a suit and tie. And the freaking hiring manager was wearing shorts, bro, and yeah. flip flops. Yep. yep. I was like, what the heck, you know? So I felt real awkward in that, but yeah. you know, but I did take some stuff away. Um, the guy was like telling me, um, well, you got to know data structures. You got to know this and that. And I said, well, all right, cool. I'm going to write that on the list. I'm going to study it. You know what I mean? Um, another guy too. And, and they, they wanted me to, to go toward a degree because of the stuff that they were, I don't know. I guess they really wanted me to know a lot of stuff. Uh -huh. Um, and then this other guy that I had interviewed to, I like, I offered to intern with him. And this was, I just started coding. And I wanted to see what would happen. You know what I mean? If they would actually consider me. So I did that. And the, the guy that I spoke with, uh, he said, man, if, if you would know all this stuff that I'm telling you about, he was telling me all the things to learn. He said, if you would know all this stuff, he says, I, I wouldn't even consider you having a degree. He says, if, if you would know it, I would hire you. You know what I mean? I would put you on a project or whatever. So that, that right there gave me hope. I was like, wow, you know, I, I got to get to work. You know what I mean? I got to figure this stuff out. I got I got to learn how to build stuff so that way I can start applying, you know. And, um, yeah, that's – so I guess the main thing is, is it is it that different in towns that have more of an opportunity? You know what I mean? Like like here there's only a handful. Some, some places they got – that's all it is. You know what I mean? So – is it is it easier to find a job in a place that has more opportunity for developers? I will say yes, because like here in New York, right? New York, you go outside, you freaking, you stumble upon jobs. Like you just, you like walking down the street, there's a job in every corner. Like mm -hmm. if you can't find a job in New York, like that's on you. You know what I mean? Because there's a million jobs here, especially for developers. So one thing that I would say is sometimes you gotta you gotta just be like, hey, like somebody like you, right? I don't know exactly uh the whole detail about your area, but from what you're telling me, that if there's not that many um jobs there, look around the towns that well, the cities around close to you. You know, I don't know if uh Dallas, Houston, if they that far from you, but Look at those those um those cities because they all 
those type of cities, they always have jobs. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's harder for people like in middle of America or smaller towns or, you know, in the outskirts, but you can never give up because there might be a job that not everybody knows. Like the company I work for, mm. I'm pretty much like an hour away from New York City because I like the suburbs. I like the little, you know, a little living of like coming outside and <laughs> hearing the little birds chirping in the background. I don't want to come outside and see that like freaking cops and all this crazy shit that happens in New York. So pretty much what I did, I moved out of the city. And when I moved out here, I had another job. And I was like, man, I lost that job because I quit. I didn't really lose it. I quit the job because it was boring. And then I was like, man, now I'm stuck in the boondocks. How the hell am I going to get a job? I'm going to have to go all the way to the city to work an hour away, do the whole commute, which takes an hour and a half to get there in the morning and two hours to come here at 5 o'clock. So it's, I hate the commute, right? So what I did, I started looking online. Then from there, I hit up um, recruiters. Recruiters, most of the time, you go to something like ZipRecruiter.com or you go to uh, Dice, I think Dice.com. You apply there, and what you do, once you apply there, you're, you put your email of an email that you don't care. Don't put your personal email. Give an email that's like spam because they're going to send you a million different jobs because there's like a million jobs here in the United States for web developers. So what you do, you apply through there with a, a, a bullshit email. And then they will send you jobs that's close to your area because recruiters get paid when people hire you. So it's like when you're a developer, you have a skill that nobody else has. You know, most people don't have this, this skill to be in front of a computer for eight hours and, and basically problem solve. It's like the job of a developer is pretty much fucking building a puzzle every fucking day of your life. Most people cannot do that every single day. You know what I mean? So, like, they, they, they got recruiters that will find you and will find something in your area because it doesn't matter what level you're on. If you're a junior developer, I've seen people that they're junior developers and get hired for mid-level positions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's good because the person got a job, but at the same time, it could be bad because then they might give you something to do that you don't know how to do it right so it could be a good and bad situation but at the same time you got to think about it like this companies is gonna pay you for your training meaning like hey if you all you know is javascript right and then you come to a, a company that they need somebody who also works on java they're gonna look at you and gonna be like hey man we're not gonna pay another ten thousand dollars to a, recru a recruiter to get somebody else. So what we're going to do is we're going to train you. we rather you spend the next month learning Java and basically build this, this uh, project that we have. You know what I mean? So once you're inside the job, you're good. You're golden. You know, but if you can't find, if you freaking live like in, I don't know, in, uh, in Alaska, and there's no jobs in Alaska, then, yeah, you just, you know, I would say you just have to go to another town, another city, you know? It just happens like that. But you live in the main area of the United States, man. Even Corpus Christi, <laughs> it doesn't matter where where is that. There's going to be somebody selling at least sneakers online. <laughs> cool. All right. So, Miss A, what's good? What's good? I wanted to add in um, yeah. about the interview process. Every job I've ever had, whether it was front end, web designer, web, whatever web nerd position it was, there was always a skills test assessment where you were hands on um, and some were like questions. And I love what you said about um, Tumblr because I went to like this hippie modern um, agency and I came from government. Everybody suited up and stiff. Um, some people were laid back and chill and they're all like hippie with jeans and I came fit like I came like 15 minutes earlier than the time because they say you know 15 minutes before your interview time you're on time. Mm -hmm. Dude came like 30 minutes late. I'm just like so it was such a big contrast. Um, one thing I will say about uh, job interviews um, 
is when it's hands-on test assessments, like they'll say, here's a, a mock-up, code this, uh, using whatever you want. Um, and they, got, they get to see like what you bring to the table. Sometimes they'll even say, I prefer you to code it with Bootstrap. And they want to see how you use the grid and stuff like that or whatever tools you have. And you got usually they're always like one hour. So when you interview, you have a one-hour skills assessment, hands-on. Um, for the government, I had two. And the government sometimes has a stereotype of being behind. You know, like uh, they gave me, I, it was a blessing from God, like it was a miracle because they gave me a 10 question quiz from W3 schools straight from it. And I had just, I just so happened to had looked at the quiz a couple of days before and I'm like, really? Like question word for word? Okay, this is, thank you, you just gave that to me. And then the second part was like edit a web page and, you know, move things around and everything was one hour. Um, but then, Another thing you have to look out for is after you did the test skills assessment, um, they're going to be asking you to do different things than what you tested for. They might just ask you to edit basic HTML, CSS, um, incorporate jQuery or something. But when you get the job, they might want you to do like API stuff like JSON. And um, like for the government, um, the test was like basic HTML, CSS, editing code and moving things around and showing that I knew how to get around the web pages and modify it and stuff like that. But when I got there, they were like, okay, we want you to uh, do this filter, search and filter JSON uh, RESTful service API. And I'm like, you know, and and that's when mentors and, and senior developers come in. You learn as you're, you know, coding and they, they fix your, you know, projects. Mm -hmm. So I like websites like Stack Overflow and um, there's this website called CodeMentor.io. And I love websites like that because like you have this full stack developer in freaking Russia or India and you're like, or just anywhere in the world and you're like, yo, what is this? So that's another thing to look out for is you're always gonna be learning in web development and web design. There's always gonna be some framework or library or something you haven't written before. So it goes back to what Joe says in his videos is knowing your foundational JavaScript and PHP, starting at the very plain language and building your way up because I was like, yeah, I got the job. <laughs> what is this? Like my my brain was fried, but I, you know, that it goes back to reaching out to more seasoned um, professionals. So I think the main thing to really prepare your nerves is practice coding um, PSDs and mockups from scratch. Like download a PSD and say, okay, let me get in my notepad or whatever you want to do. Um, you know, your sublime text, whatever. Okay. Code that from scratch, time yourself, time yourself an hour. That's what I did. Like I would time myself an hour and see how far I would go. And then when you go on a test assessment, you feel a little bit better because, you know, you can flow a lot quicker. Like know how you're going to set it up and how you're just going to jump in because they look at everything. Yeah. No, that's definitely some good, good tips and good advice, man. Yo, I think... We about to call it a day, man. This thing was supposed to be half an hour, but it was so good, man, that we actually did an hour, man. We we broke the limit. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> we broke the limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, I just want to say thank you guys for actually showing up, man. You know, a lot of people hit me up, and but they were from all over the globe. I had people from India. I had people from Egypt. I had people from freaking. Uh, a uh, guy from Australia freaking <laughs> had the whole shebang, man. So I'm just glad that, you know, we got, we still got some Americans out here that's, that's with it, you know? North America too, because my boy's out here from Canada. <laughs> Yo, ready, <bro. laughs> Yo, man, I can't believe, man. That's so cool too, David, man, that you, you was doing a uh, geologist. I think that's like something like, it's pretty dope, man. And so you're like, yeah. you know, it's like for this, Web should be like easy for you. You should be like, man, I could find, <laughs> I could find all you, man. I could find gold, man. This ain't nothing, you know. So he's fancy. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know I, I'm figuring out just as quick as anybody else, I guess. I don't know. What's <laughs> your? I'm like, okay, geology. Okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but this is great, man, because we got. We got everybody from different parts of the world. We got, you know, we got, was it Baltimore? We got Texas. We got, uh, was it Calgary? Calgary, yeah. 
Yeah, good old Calgary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got New York City right here, man. All right, guys. So thank you for showing up. And let's see, maybe we could do this like a regular thing, man. Maybe we could just, you know, do it once a week. I don't know yet how I'm actually going to continue doing this, if I'm going to do it once a week on, on a Tuesday. Because I wanted to start it tomorrow, but you know me, man. I get the little itch. <laughs> I start itching. I'm like, ah, I got to get my fix. I got to get online. <laughs> I got to get online. It doesn't matter how, but we going live. You know? <laughs> so I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to just go live today. And let's see who shows up. And I got the squad. I got the all-star team, a very diverse team. So I'm proud of this first podcast, man. And you guys, y'all got to send me your information, like, you know, your your whatever Twitter handles or, you know, Instagrams, whatever you guys want, or your websites, because this thing is going to hit the globe, man. Like, tonight, I'm putting this thing on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, the whole shebang. Pow! You already know your boy Joe back at it again, man. Codingface.com. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like this video. You already know. Bow. Peace.